everybody. Welcome back to another new episode of Her with Amina Brown. And it is a road stories episode. So that means my husband, who is usually the producer that you all don't get to hear from, you get to hear from him. So Matt is here. Guess who's back? <laughs> back again. Matt's here in, in the living room back. with us. Tell and friend. Matt's always here to bring a snack mm. or to eat a snack. And Show you know, I don't remember if I ever asked you that when we first started doing road stories, because normally I ask a guest if they were going to hang out in the living room with their friends and they were asked to bring a snack. Okay. What snack would they bring? What What would be your snack that you would bring? Hmm. See, the problem is normally when you ask that question, you asking a lady and you can't say all, but mostly ladies are pretty thoughtful. People. I represent the other set of the population, a dude, and I'm not a mindless dude. That's true. But us dudes, we're going to do like, what is the easiest thing? Okay. So I'm probably bringing some Doritos. Okay. Um, That's not a bad choice, though. A jar of something to dip that Dorito in, maybe. What's what's the what's the flavor of Dorito that you that you would really pick, or is it just whatever is the first one? Well, I was told that Cool Ranch is my favorite. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> y'all, <laughs> the way that Matt is hating on me in this episode, y'all. I mean, it's a good chip. Okay. Uh, first of all, this is respect. This is a respectable snack choice. It is to bring a bag of Doritos to a gathering of friends, mm-hmm. and to bring some element of dip, which I feel would probably be of a cheesy mm-hmm. sort of nature. That's mm-hmm. that's respectable. But also, listeners, I just want y'all to know, which I feel I may have referenced in a previous episode that we released for our anniversary one or two years ago. So I will try to make sure we get that in the show notes. That is a shout out to the show notes that if we're ever here talking about something and you're like, oh, a link, wait, I can't remember. You don't have to remember because you can go to aminabrown.com slash her with Amina. The links are right there. Okay, so I'm gonna try to link to the actual episode where Matt and I tell our story of how we had got together. But a part of that story was me asking Matt to build a show with me in the studio and I didn't have money to pay him. And for some reason, I had in my head that he would be a cool ranch Doritos person. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you thought I was a cool type of dude and cool people eat cool ranch. Uh, Maybe so. I mean, I also feel generationally like Doritos is premium snack. Like Mm -hmm. when we were kids. Oh, yeah. And if you were having a lunch made for you by your parents and your parents went and got the little mini bags of chips, bless their hearts if they got the variety bag because I was never really a Fritos girl. And the plain Lay's also could like kick rocks for me as a kid. Mm -hmm. But them Doritos, the regular original and the Cool Ranch. Like if you open up your lunchbox and that's what you had, immediately it must be that your parents love you more than the rest of those kids. Yeah, you felt cool. Because also that meant that your parents probably just went to the store. Mm -hmm. So that means your your family doing all right. It's like you showing up in a starter jacket or something. (laughs) You got a starter jacket. In your lunchbox, because everybody knows you go to your friend's house and they mom ain't been to the store in a minute, mom, dad, whoever ain't been to the store in a minute. And all you saw was uh, a bunch of Frito, them little Frito bags, you know, okay, it's, uh, okay, it, we, hmm, we're getting the leftovers today. Yes, that, that, that makes life hard. Like, I hated that variety bag because when it came time to eat them Fritos, 
this this another thing, and I don't I don't know because the kids that we have in our lives, I haven't really asked a lot of like lunchtime questions hmm. of them. And then things have changed. So wow. I don't know if kids is still getting their lunches made or if they just eating there at school. I don't know. But I'm gonna tell you right now. Um, I want to give a shout out to Gen X for learning negotiation skills very early in life. Because if you had a bag of chips in your lunch that you hate, mm. you had to really try to Trade convince it. some other kid. Now, hopefully, I remember having some other friends or other people I went to school with. They love a Frito bag. Mm-hmm. So they would be happy to trade me that for they, you know, now now for Fritos, you're not going to get gushers because that's not equal negotiation tactic. Mm-hmm. Not, it's it's not. not an equal trade. So I don't know if you're getting like a Welch's fruit snack, which is still a good thing, mm-hmm. but it's not. Or if you're getting an applesauce, but I would rather have an applesauce than eat Fritos for me. What was the what was the sour one? Like you bit into it and uh That wasn't a gusher too? That was a gusher, yeah. But gusher had a sour, sour they had a sour one. They had a sour one, yeah. yeah. Mm. So shout out to Gen X because you had to really, you know, learn how to do the best with what you had or learn how to trade up. We've been navigating things like that. <laughs> Talk about a recession. Yo. When you show up with a Frito bag, you knew you was in a recession and you had to figure it out. Yeah, you had to you had to do work out a trade. But it turns out some people like Fritos. Although if anybody from Fritos is listening, mm-mm. I would love a bag right now. <laughs> well, the at least the Fritos, first of all, Frito is a lay brand and Lay's has other wonderful chips. Mm-hmm. So I can appreciate the brand of Lay's without having a rock for them Frito chips. Now the only time them Frito chips came in good is somebody at the football games mm-hmm. of our high school team mm-hmm. would cut the bag, the Frito bag. Okay, was you about I'm to go there? About. Okay, they yeah, would cut the bag boy. and then they would dump a little chili uh-huh. and a little cheese in that hoe. Uh-huh. Or they would dump the Fritos bag out and put it in that little paper. Yeah. Kind of like paper little you bowl it. You doing it. that you would get you doing at it. the high school thing. They would dump that in, and that's it. really, you know, a different type of nacho huh. situation. Some so, people call it a walking taco, I've heard it called, mm, where you put, like, different uh, chives, different, like, uh, herbs my, my, and stuff my. on top. And, you know, that's a shout-out to being in our 40s now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We know how to take what maybe at one time might not have been the f- chosen chip bag that Come was Come on, the chosen there. chip. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. My, my. And then uh, you put a little cheese melted on there. Mm-hmm. You no, know, cheese on just about anything is going to work. Yeah, it does. But let's talk about adding like chili. The chili is really what or sets it Or adding some chorizo. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. was at a restaurant the other night mm-hmm. and somehow or another we got a side of chorizo and with add some it cheese. into the queso. My God. Add it into mm. the queso. <sighs> this is, we are talking about miracles, people. Praise These hands. are. I'm doing. I'm doing your mom's. Miraculous thing. Your mom's yes, that's hand. definitely. You want to do the praise hand with the 90 degree angle at the elbow, or the praise doesn't arrive to God. I don't make the rules, guys. I don't make the rules. Okay, so thank you, Matt, for sharing your snack, which, albeit an easy snack, is respectable, and we thank you for bringing that into the living room. And you know that is a thing, though. I would say that like your other guests, because I edit your podcast, and of course I'm interested in what you do, so I listen. I'm a big fan. Wow, everybody, subscribe right now. <laughs> but you got people on here when you ask them they're like I make this deluxe salad from scratch like I'm putting things together and some people are baking things some people are in the oven and I'm like man 
We've had some very like high level um, deli meats as well for some charcuteries. There's some high level charcuterie among. That's what I'm talking about with Amina Brown guests. Some high level prosciutto is out here. You get some dudes together. First of all, getting dudes to actually get together. Okay. And say, Mm -hmm. here's what we usually say. Yeah, man, let's get together sometime. And I know you be rolling your eyes (laughs) because we ain't never going to get together. Ain't nobody going to put nothing on. But by the time we finally get, it's probably a big game or something like that. On Somebody going to bring a six pack of beer and somebody going to bring a bag of chips Mm -hmm. and somebody going to bring a jar or something to dip it in. And that's about it. But we make it work. I I do want to give you a little more credit than you're giving yourself because when we have gone to some co-ed gatherings for a game, mm-hmm. the people trust you to bring the wings. That's true. Because That's they true. know that you are a chicken, a chicken connoisseur, particularly a fried chicken connoisseur. Like if there was mm. a sommelier for fried chicken, that would be you. So we have had some gatherings where I was like, hey, what should we, what should we bring? And they'd be like, oh, is Matt coming with you? And I'd be like, yeah. They'd be like, all right, y'all bring the wings then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're gonna be good at something, chicken's a good thing to mm-hmm. be, you know, be good at. It's a good thing to know. So, so shout out now, to that. Now, granted, that's the snack that I bring if I'm going somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, my go-to snack for myself, okay, is different because okay. I can't quite figure out how to bring this snack somewhere. Okay, but one of my favorite snacks to make late at night when I come home from DJing. And I'm trying not to eat a thousand plus calories like I once did. I ain't getting no younger. Trying to change it up. Mm -hmm. So I get like a little bit of sourdough bread. Okay. Now we're doing the multigrain sourdough. Right. Because we in our 40s. Mm -hmm. So I toast it. Put some crunchy peanut butter on it. Mm -hmm. Slice up a banana. Mm -hmm. Shout out to your DeKalb Farmer's Market. (laughs) Come on, your (laughs) DeKalb. Them bananas, them organic bananas taste different. Wherever y'all getting them things from, I don't want to know what's happening. Man, they taste amazing. So you put them on top. Mm -hmm. And first of all, that right there, my favorite snack. Mm -hmm. Now, if you need to go into overtime, you need a little bonus. Okay. Take a little bit of one of them dark chocolate bars we got. You take a couple squares of that and put that on top. Okay. Now, see, I have never seen that. So that is a thing that you have been doing when I have not been around. Uh-huh. But it does sound delicious. I uh-huh. thought you were going to say you drizzled some honey on that hoe, but you did. Oh, that's a good idea, too. Okay. See, see, my normal routine is when I'm packing up mm-hmm. from the gig and I'm heading to the car, I text, I say, hold my watch because, you know, Siri, listen. She do be, be nosy. Like, she do be, be like, Siri, text my wife. Mm-hmm. Headed to the car. If I don't hear back from you, I know you sleep. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, it's peanut you know butter it's banana time. Uh-oh. time. It's peanut butter <laughs> banana time. It's peanut butter banana time. And we got a chocolate bar. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is good to know because I, I knew what you were doing. I knew the bread. I knew the banana and the peanut butter. I knew those parts. The chocolate ad, that makes a lot of sense now. So I'm, I'm happy to know that this is what you're doing. This is also a very respectable snack. I, I can't think really in my mind now what and I guess I should be there there would be certain things someone would say that I would be like hmm I feel like anyone's snack I would try to respect mm-hmm. because snacks are relative mm-hmm. and everyone has various sundry tastes and likes but there would be some things that I'd be like oh I don't know like if somebody was like oh I go to the gathering and I just bring a bag of saltines mm-hmm. I'd be like Snacks, music, and movies. I don't know. I would be like, you like what you like. like you, do you? Because the, th- the thing is, 
the difference between a snack you enjoy versus what you bring to share with other people, like that says a big thing about you. Because it's like, I might enjoy something that I know other people think is whack and I'm just going to eat it at my house. But if I bring something that I know most people going to think is whack to share, mm. <laughs> that that to me is where you're not being a good living room guest. Mm-mm. So we always bring snacks to the living room here. Y'all let us know. Let us know what you think are the snacks that do not deserve to be brought to gatherings. That's mm-hmm. important. Since we are also here to talk about food, this is the third in our, we're still in our Road Story series. We have a few more episodes to share about that, but this is the last of our food episodes regarding Road Stories. And we have two important locations to cover. We need to circle back to Portland. Mm-hmm. We have discussed Portland on this podcast regarding the great shopping that we have experienced there. Mm-hmm. We have discussed very slightly, this is a coffee city. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what we have enjoyed in our time that we traveled to Portland. What was the food like that we loved? I got to say, my favorite thing in Portland is the food truck scene. Yeah. And I can't even tell you the name of any of those food trucks. And it's quite possible None of those food trucks are still there that they might have cycled in and out and become something else. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those type of cities. Uh, Austin already also has the same thing. Mm-hmm. Chicago, kind of similar in, in a part of it. Uh, but you could go to a place and I remember there's somebody that all they make is grilled cheese. Oh, yeah, Different variations right. of grilled cheese sandwiches. Yeah. yeah. And I've been eating a grilled cheese sandwich my whole life. I didn't know you could do different variations. Mm-hmm. But boy, was I wrong. Them mm-hmm. people grilled that cheese and whatever <laughs> they did to it, <laughs> they did it. Uh, I remember there was uh, some sort of a, a Japanese dish mm. that the lady only made one thing. Oh. And there was nothing else. Um I don't remember what it was called. But anyways, it was delicious. Mm-hmm. Every Everything I had from a food truck over there, I'd be like, how you do that in the truck? How you do that back there? Right. What you doing? <laughs> right. But sometimes you just don't want to know because it's delicious. Mm-hmm. But Portland had that food truck scene. I have to say you brought up a good point about Portland because Portland, you know, this is, this is not a disrespectful statement for those of you that are Portlandians, Portlanders. I don't know what the official term. <laughs> but those of you that live up in there or are from there. But Portland, when you're a visitor, gives off like when people said the word hipster, they really meant that it originated there. I think it did. But the thing about Portland, though, is like I feel like Portland go ahead and just don't be ashamed of the fact that it's a very hipstery town. And I think a lot of the hipster vibes show up in like the food truck scene and Mm -hmm. those things, like the very particular items that people decided to build their food truck (laughs) empire from. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, in any other city, I would be like, but when I'm in Portland, I'm like, yes, let's have waffle fries in as many different ways as a waffle fry can be made. A waffle fry dessert, sure. Let's have a waffle food truck that has savory and sweet and breakfast and not breakfast. Let's do this. Just just from an outsider looking in. I'm not from there. So, you know, I'm from Atlanta. I've Mm -hmm. been in Atlanta since... Before my 10th grade year of high school, this home to me. Wherever else I've laid my head for any period of time other than that, this is home. ATL mm-hmm, home. Mm-hmm. Been here. So I, I know how I feel when, you know, people say things about Atlanta or presuppositions, whatever, from outside of looking. So I understand that somebody from Portland might hear what I'm about to say <laughs> and be upset. I'm just saying from an outsider looking in, 
Oh boy. My perspective is that Portland is like that blend is is a blend of whimsical and furrowed brow. Because mm. <laughs> mm. it's not like whimsical. Mm. It's not like a whimsical silly place. Mm. But you might see a dude riding up the street on a unicycle wearing a monocle. Right. With a furrowed brow. Right. Like, what you doing here? Mm-hmm. What you looking at? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the dude on the unicycle wearing a uniglass. Like, it might be a, it might be the guy <laughs> on a unicycle with a monocle, but the shirt says, y'all keep killing the trees. Yeah, Yeah, I there think you that's go. the vibe. That's the Portland vibe, for yeah. sure. It's for like, sure. it's like the, we, we, uh, we ain't holding on to traditional norms, but we are upset about something. <laughs> 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 I think you I think you've made a great description there. And the people there, I'm not a beer drinker, mm-hmm. but people who love beer, yeah. they they get involved in that in Portland. Yeah, some good I beers do in live with a coffee drinker. Me. And Portland do have the good coffee though. They like, do. I want to give a shout out to Stumptown that one. Roasters yep. up in there. Yep. There's I mean, there's multiple amazing coffee to have yeah. in Portland. I think Portland was one of those first places that I walked into a coffee shop and tried to ask for some modification because I still kind of knew into drinking coffee. And so I asked for some kind of modification and back to the furrowed brow. They you were hand, shunned. They handed one out. You were shunned. You know what I mean? They let me know. That ain't you were cool, coffee bro. shunned. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That that does happen in Portland. Mm-hmm. That does. I really my favorite food thing in Portland is voodoo. I donuts. felt like I got roasted. Ooh, burn. <laughs> Starbucks. My favorite thing is voodoo donuts. Yeah. It's I'm I'm at a point of life where the amount of things I will wait in line for is very little. Like I will no longer wait in line to get in the club. Mm-hmm. I will no longer wait in line to be shopping on Black Friday. Like it's just nah, things I'm just not gonna do. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna wait and buy it. But in Portland, standing in line for voodoo donuts, I will do it. We'll do it. And I will have no regrets. That was my first donut with like cereal as a topping. Mm-hmm. Like See? Fruit Loops. Now, now back to my point. Poodoo. Huh? Edit. Not edit that. <laughs> so one time you get to say it to yourself. <laughs> oh my cl- cl- uh, podcast class be like, Matt, edit that. I'm gonna leave it in. Y'all laughing. Let's go to commercial. And we're back. And so my point about voodoo donuts, uh, about Portland being whimsical, mm-hmm. yeah, for O'Brien, voodoo donuts, you walk in and they're going to have a, a donut with pink icing with Cap'n Crunch or whatever cereal stacked high on it with some like little kids toys. We also have skulls all over the, That's the wall. Like, Very. You know what I mean? Look like a tattoo mm-hmm. shop slash donut shop. Yeah. And so it's like, we're whimsical, mm-hmm. but don't play with us. It's very, it's voodoo, voodoo donuts definitely gave me like, I, I appreciate you bringing up the word whimsical because it definitely gave me like, is it whimsy? Is it punk rock? Is mm. it Dia de los Muertos? Like oh, we're just, yeah, we're just here sense. in like a combination of things. But either way, I accept that combination because those donuts were delicious. And then for me, 
this ain't no disrespect to the other outposts of Voodoo Donuts, but mm-hmm. I have had Voodoo Donuts in other in another city, and it just ain't the same. It's not the same. It's just it's not, not the, the same. same. Like it's just I really like if you're gonna have Voodoo Donuts, at least your first time have it in Portland. Get that pink box. That pink stand box. Stand in line. Like do the whole thing. I feel like you know back in the day when you'd be walking through the mall. And you'd see somebody with that whatever bag of the the shop that's like the expense, like, ooh, they shopped at whatever. Like, remember back when everybody's wearing guest jeans with a little yeah. triangle on the pocket? You see yeah. somebody with that guest bag, you're like, oh, right. okay, okay. Wow, the status. I, I feel like carrying that pink box through the mm-hmm. airport, it's like, yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. That That's definitely a thing that mm-hmm. I know we did probably multiple times mm-hmm. is get them donuts and take them back. And then everybody at the airport know what you got. Yeah, they know Which is a little doing. risky on our part because that means they know what you got. TSA could be like, ah, got to search it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Need to keep this. I think this was a liquid. <laughs> this is a liquid. Got to Gonna have to hold this. this. Gonna have to hold this. All right. Our next food stop, which is important as our last one, is Texas. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying the state of Texas, but if I'm honest, I really and truly mean San Antonio and Austin. Might as well it's be really, mm-hmm. you know, no disrespect to the other cities. Shout out to Houston. I, okay, I do want to give Houston I an honorable mention. I want to shout out to Houston. But the thing about Houston that's interesting for me is I feel like because Houston is such an international city, uh-huh. it's like the the food there, the food scene there feels like so varied. Mm-hmm. Whereas when we have gone to San Antonio and Austin, that is really to get like Tex-Mex wasted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really like the vibe. But I do want to give an honorable mention to Houston, Texas, mm-hmm. because generally the food there and really Austin too. Like I think Austin had generally mm-hmm. a great food scene, but we need to talk specifically about tacos right now. Yes, Lord. These are two people that lived in Texas for long periods of time. You lived in the Dallas area mm-hmm. for over 10 years mm-hmm. or around 10 years. About 10. I lived in San Antonio for, sheesh, I guess almost, no, not quite 10 years, probably like, probably six years until I went away to college. But then all that time I was in college, my mom still lived there. So Mm -hmm. I was still coming home. So maybe around 10 years, if you count all the breaks and everything from school that I was coming home. Okay. I need to talk about breakfast tacos. Breakfast tacos are such a staple of life. In all of Texas, but in particular ways in South Texas. Yes. Like that. So necessary. That that's your your breakfast taco spot is right next to like McDonald's. Like how some of us grew up, like your your parents, speaking of stunting on people, your parents could take you to a dentist appointment and then be like, oh, we didn't have time to get you breakfast, and how they stop and get you the big platter that was in the styrofoam thing mm. that had the pancake and the little sausages. If you showed up to school with that. Baller. The kids would be like, the kids would be like, damn. I gotta stay fly. Mm. It'd be regrets about that cold cereal they had. So basically, in Texas, you could have the equivalent of that. Mm -hmm. The same way people felt about going to get McDonald's breakfast. You feel that way Mm -hmm. about having breakfast tacos. Also, when you are traveling in church space, like we were for a long time. Mm -hmm. Church business is real big in Texas. Real big. Everything (laughs) bigger in Texas. Like, what's funny, y'all, is we used to travel to Texas so much when we were doing church gigs. Mm -hmm. Now that neither of us are doing church gigs, we don't never, never go to Texas unless it's for leisure because we're going to, like, see some friends or Mm -hmm. we just have a city there we wanted to travel to, but... Dallas, Texas, don't Mm-mm. never see us no more nah, because the man. main reason we got booked over there was church. But I'm going to tell you one thing. 
when we were doing Sunday services and those people would show up with the long aluminum pan of Let the breakfast tacos rolled Let up in the foil. me tell you, the green room in a very large church in Texas more than likely was about to have some bomb breakfast tacos. Yo, yo, I want to give a special shout out to my Dallas people and the kolaches because I ain't know nothing about that. I know nothing about that in San Antonio. I didn't Austin. know about kolaches so I got to Dallas no, either. No, So I do, Dallas, you do get a small minor Shout out right there on mm-hmm. the kolaches because mm-hmm. some of those churches you would get breakfast tacos and kolaches. And some of those mom and pop uh, donut shops were really good. They that's where you got the kolaches from. Mm-hmm. And then the one that had um, the little bit of the jalapeno in there. Ooh. Oh Lord, La- my uh, goodness! Mm. Hey, I'm gonna tell y'all right now. Also, when it comes to breakfast tacos, this this the shout outs I want to give. I want to give a shout out to a potato and egg taco. That one. I want to give a shout out to a bean and cheese, that very one. specifically. I want to give a shout out to an eggs bacon cheese that inside one. there. Also, I want to give a shout out to a bean bacon cheese. It's that just a one. few, like, remember when you was in school and they would be like, how many combinations of these blah, blah, blah ingredients? Mm-hmm. Like, I really wish they would have given me that when I was mm-hmm. in school in Texas yeah. related to the things that go in a breakfast taco. But here's the thing. We live here in Atlanta. The people here be trying to make breakfast tacos, but I'm going to tell you where they going wrong, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is too many ingredients, is too many choices, is too many things. You can't be adding like caramelized onions and sweet potato. Don't do that. Just focus on, you need to have eggs, bacon, beans, potatoes, cheese. Maybe there's a chorizo. Oh, I mean, you chorizo. less, you, you really less than 10 ingredients that you could possibly choose for this and all them ingredients in whatever various ways you're going to mash them up going to be delish. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I miss that very much. Whenever we go to Texas to this day, the last time we went to Texas before the pandemic, Mm -hmm. no, we actually have taken one more trip since the pandemic started. We took one trip. And the first thing we did Got the rental car and did what? Mm. Drove straight to the taco spot. Straight to the taco spot. <laughs> like need that breakfast. I sat in the lobby of the hotel. <laughs> they had this. They had the spit with the pork with oh, the yes. juices dripping on, down man. and the pineapple Come dripping on. down. Oh my goodness! Listen, I am. The and brisket. I just, the brisket. Okay, we do need to speak about the brisket because it's very, it's very interesting the amount of places that we've traveled and sort of the various versions of of barbecue. You know, I'm yeah. putting my big air quotes there. Yeah. Like you could go to Memphis and that's a different barbecue. You could be in Kansas City and that's different. You could have barbecue in North Carolina that's different. But people in Texas say barbecue, they mm-hmm. typically mean something involving brisket, mm-hmm. smoked meat. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that brisket specifically that brisket. Yo, they do the like, Lord's work in Texas on that. I'm gonna tell y'all, like we we have traveled other places that have said they had brisket on the menu, and yikes, it's all right. <laughs> it just it's, it's, it's right. never it's never great. If I didn't know better, mm. I'd be like, wow. Mm. Problem is, my taste buds. That's it. They know better. That's it. Also, want to give a shout out to the the Texas establishment, especially San Antonio, San Antonio and Austin, where you can see the tias. And the abuelas in the back, mm. like hand making tortillas. Yes, like Lord. I, mm. I'm just telling y'all, it's a beautiful thing. Like when we go to Texas, we are people that go ahead and get taco wasted. Like if they asking me, do I have dietary restrictions? Not this trip. Nope. 
I'm eating this, whatever this is, the queso, the pico de gallo in Texas, they know the difference between salsa and pico de gallo. Wow. That is not the same. Wow. It's so much. So much. It's so much. I also want to give a shout out in San Antonio to, I think it's called the Original Donut Shop, which is one of our favorite taco places in San Antonio because they have donuts and tacos Mm -hmm. all in one. Mm -hmm. Great. Mm -hmm. I want to give a special shout out to my favorite donut place in the country, Gordo's, which is in Austin, Texas. And Gordo's, I don't, their food truck location may have changed, but they used to have a food truck location pre-pandemic that was next to a taco food truck that was called Mescalitos. That's a win-win. And we would stop up in there and get both of them hoes. Get 2, the donut, easily. get the taco, get a jaritos. Mm. <laughs> like, and just listen. Get cozy. I'm telling y'all right now, like a time is going to come where we are going to go back to that area of Texas. I don't know. We're going to fly into San Antonio. I got to get to Austin for the day. Listen, any for the day. Anybody works at a big old church in Texas. I know Mina probably ain't gonna show up and do it. But if you want me to recite he is here, no. I bet I could do it by now. No. I bet I could do it by now. He is here. I we what well, right we're trying here. to say, no, what we really in need your is, heart. Do do y'all got a corporate gig? Who got a corporate gig in Texas that pays very well and that in our rider, y'all can just bring us these tacos at 8 a.m. That would be the best case scenario. That would be so great. That's all I'm saying. So great. So much food on the road to enjoy. And I'll tell you one thing in, as we like close the food portion of our Road Stories episodes, I feel like the thing that I've had time to think about as we've not been on the road as much, and it just gave me time to think about what do I really miss about that? And I've talked to some other friends that were sort of in the same kind of like rigor of travel that we were. And some of it is I I miss traveling. I miss being able to go to those cities. So yeah. that said to me, well, I want to make a priority of, you know, once a year, twice a year, you know, however much the budget allows to just travel some places, mm-hmm. go to the cities now that we don't have to go there just because we're working. Right. And sometimes we do go to cities and work, but we're not doing gigs there. So we're going there. I mean, we're working on projects or working on client work or you know, filming or recording for something else, but like enjoy the cities mm-hmm. when you go there. Because yeah. now, nine times, nine times out of ten, when we travel now, we're like not on anyone else's schedule for the most part. Mm-hmm. So we can take our time and go to some food trucks yeah. and find the coffee spots we love to go to. And so I do want to like bring that back. Some parts of where we were traveling, I don't want to travel back <laughs> to them places, but traveling to some places we love, I do want to do that. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See the culture. Yeah. Take yeah. in some, learn something. Yeah. Top top cities for me, um, if we could choose trips to go to next, top cities for me would be Austin slash San Antonio area because they're close enough. You can do both of them in one. Chicago, Philly, if I was going to take a food trip. Oh, yeah. I was going to go one place, you have 24 to 48 hours and all you're going to do is eat the food. Yep. It would be them three. Easily. Top areas for me. Easily. Same. What about you? Same. Um, Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Huh? I don't know. Is that a place? Yes, actually. <laughs> did, did we end up there? Yes. I think we did actually one time. I don't remember the food we, being we good. We ended though. up I was, there I being or close to. Yeah. But you feel like you would go to the I feel like cities. you nailed, named it. Nailed it. Yeah. Uh, Chicago. Oh, that's yeah, the one. That's the top. That's the one. Philly. Top three. I missed that whole real bad. Like, get out of here. So maybe y'all will see us around. If we, uh, if we travel out there just to eat some food, we will definitely keep y'all posted. 
tune in to our next Road Stories episode where we tell you how sometimes on the road things get terrible. See y'all next time. Her with Amina Brown is produced by Matt Owen for Soul Graffiti Productions as a part of the Seneca Women Podcast Network in partnership with iHeartRadio. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast.